This podcast is brought to you by Gemmer. Collect, trade, share on Gemmer.com. I'm in Fairfield, Maine, and I'm with Andrew Truman, and he is the head of the Department of... Toys, Dolls, and Antique Advertising. And how long have you been at this, Andrew? I've been here for 14 years. Wow, has it really been that long? It really has. It's been a tremendous education for me. And you started out, you were a school teacher, and you were in Eugene, Oregon, which is a real beautiful area. How the heck did you uh, get back here and get involved in, in this uh, crazy business? Well, I was born and raised in Maine, not a, a half hour from here. Uh, went out to the West Coast uh, and spent some, several years out there. Uh, finished up my education at the University of Oregon. Uh, tried teaching for a few years, and it really wasn't my bag. Uh, I ended up uh, working in here for a, a part-time gig, but it turned into a full-time position. Fourteen years later, I'm still darkening their door. <laughs> That's great. And the part that you deal in in this business, in my opinion is a blast, is a lot of fun stuff. I mean, you can almost be a kid again. And I, that reminds me of the Uncle Sam auction you did years ago, and you're there in the outfit and uh, pointing just like Uncle Sam posters. That was great. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that was uh, that was a very interesting auction. It was actually just a couple, few months right after 9-11. Uh, so attitudes were, were different, and, and it, was, it, was, it was an exciting sale, but... People's minds were on different things and not necessarily buying and selling uh, antiques at that time. Yes, and just uh, to apologize to the listener, we are in an active auction hall, so there is, there is some background noise here. So let's talk about the auction that's on November 7th of 2014, just because um, I'm up here looking at the items and some amazing pieces. Are you excited about this particular auction? Extremely so. This is actually one of the finest auctions uh, of this type that we've had in, in a good many years uh, because of quality, condition, rarity, diversity. It has everything going for it. Yeah, why don't we talk about some of the highlights that are here because right now I'm staring over some amazing graphics and one of the pieces looks like it's about eight feet tall as far as a, a poster goes. Before we move on, let's talk a little bit about the posters and, and where they came from. Sure. Uh, these uh, posters are drawn from one major collection out in St. Louis, the Richard Miller Collection. Uh, a very interesting individual uh, led a, a uh, rather uh, exciting life. Uh, his father uh, was uh, hung up with all walks of life from restaurateurs, actors, gangsters, uh, and a wide variety of people. And it instilled this, this interest in, in people in, as a whole uh, in his son. And uh, the son, uh, a gourmet cook uh, uh, in his own right, uh, spent a lot of time letting, learning about people. And uh, he assembled one of the finest collections of, of lithograph posters, uh, advertising of, of tobacco, alcohol, and, and other uh, uh, pursuits. And theater, uh, speaking of the large poster you're, you're referring to earlier, uh, a lot of theater posters. He spent many years in, in New York uh, following that, that very uh, uh, genre. Uh, the poster that you're referring to, uh, Lottie, the, the poor sales, sales lady, uh, very graphic and large poster. Again, about eight feet tall. It's one of the largest posters you'll probably ever see. I can't even imagine a, a company that could have produced something like that, what type of... Uh uh, plates they could possibly have, and, and the paper, even, you know, when we're talking late 19th century. So let's move on and talk about the different categories. In the toys, 
Uh, what is the most interesting pieces that are in this particular auction? Well, the, uh, the, the auction itself draws from three major collections, one being the, the Miller collections that we just referenced. Uh, another collection out of Pound Ridge, New York, is the uh, late Jerry and Carol Soling collection, uh, who focused really on, on quality, condition, and rarity, uh, and condition being one of the, the major foci uh, of, their, uh, of their collecting. Uh, we start the auction uh, with a good selection of, of cast iron still banks, um, as far as quality, um, on, a, on a scale of 1 to 10, where normally condition is, is maybe at the 4 or 5 level, these are at 9 and 10. Uh, really spectacular uh, condition-wise. So they, uh, they did well by, by focusing on, on only the best of the best. Uh, one such an, uh, example is lot 1003, the Ives Blakesley uh, painted palace still bank, where normally found in a, in a Japan finish. Uh, finding one in painted finish is rare as hen's teeth. Uh, so versus the uh, the one to thousand fifteen hundred that you'd see for a, a Japan version, this is estimated at forty five to sixty five hundred, and I think that's even conservative. Wow! Wow! I, I got. I always like telling quick stories when I can. And um, years ago, I had someone contact me contact me that um, they were renovating an old bank down in downtown Boston. And um, they were tearing things out and throwing things in the dumpster. So this guy walked by the dumpster, and he saw something caught his eye and ended up being a collection of 20 cast iron banks that were found in a wall and were absolutely brand-new looking. I mean, it was. I saw them. I took an expert with me because the guy that found them, and he got them for free, he said he wanted up $20,000 at auction or he wouldn't sell them. And the guy that I took with me said, oh, you better pass. Well, they ended up going for almost $100,000 at another auction. So these things happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We see it more often than you might think. Yeah. Uh, so what are some of the other? I, I love the toys in this auction. And uh, so what are some of the other categories? I just looked at uh, even the funky robots you have, which are always fun to see. Sure. Uh, no, there's a wide variety of, of all sorts of tin toys, uh, in, in both in robots, in automotive, in motorcycles. Uh, the Solings also purchased a large number of, of Lehman uh, German tin wind-up toys, many of which still retain their original box. Uh, one of the my favorites in the, in the auction is the Walking Down Broadway uh, Victorian couple, uh, wind-up couple with their uh, their pug dog, um, and. Uh, the, the mechanism would allow them to, to ambulate down the, the, the sidewalk. Um, but what's even rare, in addition to the quality, condition, and rarity, is its original box. Uh, this is, I think, the first original box that I've seen, um, and not too many out there have survived, usually being the first thing to go on Christmas morning. Wow, that really is amazing. I'm just looking at it now. And um, what is your expectations? Do you have an estimate on that? And this could be one of those things that uh, you just don't know. Absolutely. With, with this day and age, with uh, the Internet and, and people holding their cards so close to their chest, you don't know what an item will bring until the day of the sale. Uh, we have it estimated at fifty-five to $7,500. Uh, whether that's conservative, conservative, high, low, or otherwise, really won't know until the day of the sale. That's right. And let's just talk quickly about um, James Julia Auctions is uh, the record holder in a toy. Can you talk quickly about what that was? 
Uh, yes, uh, a few years ago, the uh, I believe it was 2010, uh, we were fortunate to have handled the Malcolm Dysonroth collection uh, of early American tin toys. Uh, Malcolm uh, is a uh, uh, collector out in the Tulsa area uh, that really, uh, he too focused on quality, condition, and rarity. Uh, the toy that you're referring to is the uh, the Bergman uh, Santa and Sleigh. Uh, very unusual, uh, extremely rare, one of only three uh, examples known to exist. Um, this was once part of the, the Barney Barinholtz uh, collection and is the very one that was pictured in his, in his famous book um, that uh, you'll see in, in just about every toy collector's uh, library, American Antique Toys. Um, but the other examples being in the, uh, the Leon Perlman uh, collection and the Margaret Starr Museum collection. Uh, what's very unusual, it had um, you know, lithographed uh, tin sleigh being pulled by, by full-bodied uh, goats, uh, of all things. One would expect uh, reindeer, but uh, toy, uh, toy creators back in the, the late 1800s, early 1900s, took a lot of liberties and, and uh, uh, poetic license with making their toys. Uh, so they had uh, full-bodied goats. Uh, he was wearing a, a crepe paper uh, outfit uh, in, in stunning all-original condition. Uh, we had uh, uh, been fortunate to have had that in the auction where it uh, reached a, a record price of 161000 Amazing. I never thought a, a toy could ever sell for, for that type of money. It's totally amazing. Well, so people can find this. Um, auction and the past results simply by going to jamesdjulia.com. The link will be on this podcast. And you can look in the past results because by the time you hear this podcast, the auction will be over and you can see what things will sell for. Thanks so much. It's been a real pleasure and it's always been uh, fun talking to you, Andrew. Thank you, Martin. This podcast is brought to you by Gemmer. Collect, trade, share on Gemmer.com.